Welcome to Mike's Take, an informed and opinionated view of the world of sport. Hi guys, it's Mike Madoda here and this time we're talking European football, Manchester City to be precise. So, UEFA went atomic on Friday announcing that City had been banned from European competition for two years and fined 30 million euros. It is actually the second time that City has been punished by UEFA. Back in 2014, the team agreed to pay a conditional 49 million pound fine as well as accepting restrictions on the size of its squad for European competition and income transfers. This latest sanction was announced three months after City failed in a bid to have the UEFA investigation quashed. City took its case to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, but the court found City's appeal inadmissible. Now, social media chatter has made it very difficult to separate the facts from the bull for the lay person. So here are the facts for the purpose of clarity. Late in 2018, German publication Spiegel International published a number of articles that alleged that City had been playing fast and loose when it came to the UEFA financial fair play regulations and other licensing requirements. The most damning allegation was that a holding company, Abu Dhabi United Group, which is owned by Sheikh Mansour bin Zayed Al Nayan, a billionaire brother of the ruler of the UAE, funneled money to city sponsors based in Abu Dhabi, who then rerouted the money to Manchester City as sponsorship. Sheikh Mansour is the owner of Manchester City, and as such, the scheme contravened financial fair play regulations. The allegations were actually part of a new series of football leaks that were done by the German publication. At the time, City refused to make comment on the accusations, but later claimed that Spiegel's articles were based on hacked and stolen documents that were then taken out of context. UEFA's investigatory chamber started an investigation of Manchester City early last year, that's 2019. The investigation's focus was on several alleged violations of the financial fair play regulations that had been made public in various media outlets of course all at the behest of die spiegel the result of which city was found guilty and the adjudicatory chamber imposed the punishment that was announced on friday manchester city of course has the right of appeal to the court of habitation for sport it is a right i'm sure they will exercise but if that appeal fails and subsequent other actions also fail then the financial cost will far exceed their 30 million euro fine there will be the cost of two years of UEFA Champions League prize money at an estimated 200 million euro or more. This reduction in revenue could set off a downward spiral that may leave City unable to carry their current costly squad. Some have speculated that players could even try to have their contracts nullified based on the club's gross misconduct. Two years of no Champions League participation may also weigh very heavily on coach Pep Guardiola's decision about his future with the club. Roll all this together and you can see why Manchester City is going to fight this one to the death. Now, I believe when I take a look at everything that's been happening, that Man City is a victim of an unjust system. Now, let me explain myself. Financial fair play is a farce. It was designed to ring fence the traditional elite. The traditional big boys that show up UEFA have come up with a set of rules designed so that their position in the game is never threatened. Now, the genesis of it all was Roman Abramovich's Chelsea. When the Russian took over the West London club and turned them into winners both at home and on the continent, it got many people's noses out of joint. The traditional order had been disrupted. 
Whereas Champions League football and silverware in England had been the preserve of Manchester United, Arsenal and Liverpool, along came little Chelsea and their billions to force their way into the party. Whereas the Champions League was contested for by the aristocrats of Europe, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona, United, AC Milan, Juventus, along came Chelsea and forced their way to the top table. Chelsea went shopping and bought the best talent from around Europe en masse and with no limit to their spending. They were self-funded with money for purchases and wages coming straight from the owner's pocket. In the turn years from 2003 to 2013, Abramovich spent a cool two billion at Chelsea. Two billion pounds with transfer fees and player salaries forming a major part of that outlay. Glenn Johnson, Jeremy, Damien Duff, Wayne Bridge, Juan Sebastian Veron, Joe Cole, Adrian Mutu, Alexei Smertin, Enan Crespo, Claude Makalele, Scott Parker, Peter Cech, Paolo Ferreira, Ian Robin, Matea Kesman, Thiago, Didier Drogba, Cavallo, Yiri Yarosik, Isaiah Dalhorno, Scott Sinclair, Lasana Diara, Sean Wright Phillips, you might have forgotten him, Michael Essien, Michael Balak, Salomon Kalou, Andrei Shevchenko, John Mikhail Obi, Khalid Bularuz, Ashley Cole. 30 players in total that were signed within the first three years of Russian rule at Stamford Bridge. Almost overnight, Chelsea's stature changed as Abramovich spent big. It frightened the traditional elite and this was something they were determined should never be allowed to happen again. At the heart of it, the desire to safeguard their on-field success and stature off it. Chelsea was getting too big for their boots and a system had to be put into place to cut them back to size and to prevent future Chelsea's from outflanking Europe's aristocrats. Manchester City have simply flouted an unjust law that was designed to make sure that the chasing pack never catches up. It's a farce. In Germany, Bayern Munich have built their success on the back of their financial superiority, willfully picking off the best talent from their rivals in the Bundesliga. When Klopp won the title back-to-back -back at the Westfalen Stadion, what was Bayern's response? They poached Dortmund's three best players, Mats Hummels, Mario Götze and Robert Lewandowski. Manchester United's dominance in England was built on the same concept. Eric Cantona, Roy Keane, Andy Cole, Rio Ferdinand, Robin Van Persie, to name just a few. Let's go to Spain. In 2016, the European Union blew the whistle on Spanish football foul play with a decision that forced Real Madrid and Barcelona to repay illegal state subsidies enjoyed for a quarter century. The two giants benefited from tens of millions of euros of unlawful aid in the form of soft loans, tax breaks and sweetheart property deals. They were also forced to forego a non-profit style tax privilege they had enjoyed since 1990. But because of the size and the stature of the two clubs involved, UEFA struck a more conciliatory note with the two, getting nothing more than a slap on the wrist. None of the traditional elite can deny that their dominance was built on financial superiority and advantages, often illegal. So why deny Manchester City the same privilege now? They say that part of the reason of having financial fair play is to make sure that clubs are on a sound financial footing and that they don't go bankrupt. Blackburn Rovers is an example often touted. 
Within five years of blind, buying the club, Jack Walker took Rovers from strugglers in the old second division to champions of England. He built a super team by the standards of the time, featuring the likes of Alan Shearer, Chris Sutton, Tim Sherwood, Tim Flowers, David Batty and Colin Henry. What was it built on? Pure and simple, cold, hard cash. The same pound sterling that UEFA has contrived that City should not be allowed to use. Sadly, Blackburn's pockets weren't as deep enough and their glory years were fleeting and the club descended into financial ruin. But what is the chance that Man City could ever go bankrupt with billions of oil money backing them? City have over the last decade evolved into the most attractive football project in England, if not the world. The investment has gone beyond just buying marquee players and rewarding them with bumper contracts. They have set up an academy that's the envy of many and is now the standard bearer of junior football in the Premier League. They've invested in a training base and facilities that cannot be matched by any of their rivals. They've even gone further than that and established sister clubs in the United States, Australia, Spain and Italy. This, my friends, is a club that's here to stay, not the fly-by operation that Anji Makashkala was. This is not a club at the risk of imploding and going bankrupt like Leeds United. Manchester City was well on its way to establishing themselves amongst the elite of world football. A club with a solid vision, backed by limitless finances. That's my take. Mike's Take. Now, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Mike's Take. And, of course, to tell somebody. Don't forget, you can follow Mike on Twitter at Mike Madura or catch him every weekday on ZFM Sports.